0: It's the annual fall movie and Oscar preview special here on Pop Culture Confidential. Hey, I'm Christina Yerling Biro. Welcome back to the show. So last week we covered the Emmys and the start of the fall TV season. But there is no rest for the pop culture vulture this time of year because September also marks the start of Oscar season, the big fall movie releases and film festivals like Venice, Toronto, and maybe most importantly in terms of Oscar, the Telluride Film Festival. Now, eight Best Picture Oscar winners in the last decade made their North American debuts at the very intimate Telluride Festival. These movies include 12 Years a Slave, Argo, Birdman and Moonlight, for example. Joining me to talk about the fall movies and start of the Oscar season is writer and a senior contributor at AwardsCircuit.com, Mark Johnson. I started by asking Mark if he thinks he saw this year's best Oscar picture winner at Telluride last week.
1: Uh, It is very hard to say um, right now. I don't think it's been um, the last... uh, This is my third Telluride I've gotten to go to. Um, The previous two felt a little more... Um, obvious, I guess, with uh, Spotlight, and then at least one of, um, at the time, La La Land, Moonlight, or Manchester by the Sea. All three of those felt like the winner was going to come out of one of those three. Um, right. And most uh, most of us were thinking La La Land, of course. Um, this year, it's a little, little harder to say. I think if there is a Best Picture winner out of what we saw at Telluride, it's probably most likely to be Battle of the Sexes. I think that uh, that's the type of film with the preferential ballot that the Academy now uses. It's the safest choice. It's the one that will probably have the least negative talk around it.
0: Can you talk Uh, about what that's about and who's in it? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Sure. Battle of the Sexes is the story of uh, Billie Jean King and how she challenged uh, Bobby Riggs uh, in the Battle of the Sexes tennis match, basically. Uh, It's at the height of the feminist movement. Uh, Billie Jean King was a pioneer for women's tennis and um, and, and, uh, and um, would not kind of tolerate the, the difference in wages that men and, and female tennis players were getting, so she started the WTA, the Women's Tennis Association. Hello? Eureka, Billie Jean! It's Bobby Riggs. I had a great idea. Male chauvinist pig versus hairy-legged feminist. You're still a feminist, right? I'm a
2: tennis player who happens to be a woman. Don't hang up. And by the way, I shave my legs. Billie Jean King, already a champion of women's rights, is now the most successful female player of all time. I am not saying that women don't belong on the court. Who would pick up the balls otherwise? Oh, my God. There's not a single thing I don't hate about Bobby Riggs. You know what I'm doing? I'm cooking. I'm cooking. I won the triple of Wimbledon. I could beat Billie Jean King. Does she have to know? Call Bobby. Tell him
1: The film really centers around her. She's played by Emma Stone. Uh, the film really centers around centers around her story how she separated from the men's circuit how she um founded that uh the wta and then of course around her sexuality the struggles with her coming to terms with with her sexuality um the tennis match is kind of a secondary storyline really um but it's it's hilarious it's touching it's it's got a lot of the things that you you can imagine a lot of people will put it number one. It'll have its fans.
0: Right. Definitely a nomination for Emma Stone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I can't imagine her being left out. Um, I think the chances of her repeating or are, are possible as well. Well, wow, two um,
0: years in a row Oscar for her, that would be a big one. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I think it'd be the first female to do that. I, I know, uh, I think Sean Penn and Tom Hanks both did it recently, but, um, She'd be the first I think female and at least in recent memory
0: lots of tennis this year there's a film out of Sweden boring McEnroe um, also coming out oh. right now in Toronto so lots of apparently tennis is the, is the thing right now yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah must must be
0: <laughs> okay so so that one is probably you think is most likely what about um, um, in in I hear a lot of talk about Gary Oldman taking uh, – at least getting nominated. Tell us about that one. What's he playing?
1: Yeah, so he's – Gary Oldman plays Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour. Um, it's directed by Joe Wright who did Atonement. Um, this kind of is a – a, Darkest Hour is a really great companion piece to Dunkirk, which came out earlier this summer. Um, Dunkirk shows the battle um, from the front, um, the siege at Dunkirk from the front with the soldiers. Mm-hmm. Darkest Hour is really the first month or so in office once uh, Winston Churchill has been appointed, and the strategic, uh, the government side of the Siege of Dunkirk, um, and what he had to, to go through and pull the nation together. And uh, Gary Oldman is absolutely incredible. He disappears in the role. Um, yeah, he's the, unrecognizable. You know, it's Not just the makeup and, and what around. Yeah, yeah, he's totally unrecognizable and uh, just a powerhouse performance. It's a very Loud film, and then you know, from the you have Dunkirk that's loud from the explosions and the gunfire, you have Darkest Hours more of the gunfire of words in um, Parliament, and just lots of uh, just lots of drama, and it's very, very well done.
2: We have before us many, many long months of struggle and suffering. Even though many old and famous states have fallen into the grip of the Nazi rule. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. For
1: without victory, there can be no survival. It was uh, probably my second favorite movie that came out of um, Telluride, uh, right behind Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water, which I think is another film that will play well with Oscar voters. And just least I'm won
0: Venice.
1: Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. I was. I was real excited to see that. So, so tell uh,
0: us about that
1: one. Sure. Uh, it's a fairy tale. It's, it's probably the best way to describe The Shape of Water. Um, Guillermo del Toro was um, heavily inspired by monster films as a child. His One of his favorites was The Creature from the Black Lagoon, and he mm-hmm. always lamented the fact that the creature and the and the female lead um, didn't end up together in, in kind of a love story. And so this is his um, retelling in a way, of that story and making it more of a love story and kind of showing that um, the the boundaries of, you know, there are no boundaries when it comes to love. And um, it's hilarious. Um, Octavia Spencer and um, Jenkins, I just lost, I forget his name.
0: Richard?
1: Yeah, Richard Jenkins, sorry. Yes, Richard Jenkins and Octavia Spencer are both um, kind of side characters. Um, Sally Jenkins plays the lead. She plays a um, speech-impaired uh, janitor at a government facility where they house this creature and octavia spencer plays her loud-mouthed um partner at work and richard jenkins plays her um starving artist next-door neighbor and they both pretty much make up for the amount of talking that she can't do mm-hmm. and um they're they're both hilarious in it but it's a uh, it's romantic it's suspenseful, it's hilarious, it's got all sorts of, uh, it pushes all the right buttons and I think you know if if the academy is open-minded to it I think it could be a strong player for them for that film. Yeah. This may very well be
2: the most sensitive asset ever to be housed in this facility. You may think that thing looks human, stands on two legs right? But we're created in the Lord's image. You don't think that's what the Lord looks like do you? This creature is intelligent, capable of language, of understanding emotions.
0: One of the other things we saw a lot um, coming out of Telluride was um, another strong um, woman in film is Angelina Jolie, who was there. What did you think of her movie?
1: Yeah, and, and, and you, you touched on something there. and I, I want to echo that, that it was a very strong uh, there was a very strong female presence at this Telluride, right, both with stars and storytelling, but also directors. And Angelina Jolie's film, um, First They Killed My Father, which I think comes out on Netflix in the next week or two, uh, is a very uh, powerful film, and she was on hand um, to do a Q and A with uh, with the film's uh, lead character, who the who wrote the book and who it's based on. Um, it's her most Personal film, I'd say, being that she, you know, she went to Cambodia and um, adopted a couple children there. Uh, she's become very good friends with the, the um, woman that the story is based on. Uh, it takes place in 1975 when the United States was pulling out of Vietnam and the Khmer Rouge is kind of moving into Cambodia and uh, there's a genocide going on and, and the fleeing of the, the people out of the capital city. Uh, Phnom Pen, I think so. You pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's a, this child and her her siblings and parents just being um, evacuated from their their city and home and um, put into labor camps and just the the struggle that they go through is it's it's very good. It reminded me a little bit of um, just in a little bit of uh, Beast of No Nation, which oh, right. played at Telluride a couple years ago. Yeah, it's that same kind of like horror going around that you witness through the eyes of a child everybody in it's very good the direction is very good the cinematography is probably the star of it uh, it is very well shot and, and easily i think her best film so, and so
0: she's far. she's just to be clear with the listener she's the director and writer
1: yes and not, yes, in, not sorry. in
0: it right um and yeah, do you uh, think it has oscar chances
1: um it would be a tough it'd be a tough sell for the academy i think it's a little bit um dark and hard to watch but if i know it has um but it has the it has what it takes to qualify for the foreign language film if cambodia chooses to submit it um so if so then yes i, I could see it being um, a player there it, it received a standing ovation in telluride and you kind of have to take that a little bit tempered because of the fact that she was there, and, and uh, I think I think part of it was it was a great film. The other part was, you know, oh my God, there's Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so a lot of a lot of Academy members, and I think, I think this is why Telluride's become such a, a hot festival for the you know Oscar circuit. Is a lot of voters, a lot of Academy members are at the screenings, and you can kind of gauge what the reaction out of Telluride. Um, what's going to play well with Oscar and yeah I, I could see it getting the foreign language film I could see it getting a screen uh, screenplay possible nomination uh, cinematography will be a player but this is looking to be a very strong year in that category um, as far as best picture I think it'd be challenging to be to see it nominated since it's a it foreign language film and it is dark but um, there is potential there
0: right right um, you talked about which is great that it was such, it's such a strong year at Telluride for women. Were there any other trends that you could see?
1: Not that come right to mind. That that, that was the really that was the big presence between um, you know battle of the sexes. First they killed my father, and then of course Lady Bird, directed uh, and written by Greta Gerwig. Um, that that was really the big theme that, that most people were talking about is how well the, the festival. Um, how, how, how what nice job they did making sure that there was a, a strong female voice and presence. Right, 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 I think it was important. It was important for the, for this year and the, and the times we're in at least over here in, uh, in America.
0: And, and another movie I hear a lot about from Telluride, which also made a splash in Venice was downsizing. Um, what did you think of that one?
1: So downsizing was interesting. Um, I, I don't, I still don't know quite how I feel about it. The first hour or so was fantastic and creative and uh, also funny, very funny movie. Um, it's an Alexander Payne film who uh, made um,
2: The Descendants Side- and yeah. Sideways, Sideways.
1: Yeah. Sideways is probably the big one people would know him from. It stars Matt Damon and Kristen Wiig is the, is the two leads, but Kristen, uh, Christoph Waltz is in it. Jason Sudeikis. There's a pretty good cast. Um, it's about uh, kind of a satire dystopian future where, um, human population is becoming so large, and waste is becoming a problem. So scientists create the ability to shrink mankind. And <laughs> as you, you know, if you're shrunk, then you, you're, the waste you're taking up is a lot less than right. what you would make as a uh, regular-sized person. I guess. Um, so it, it, it plays a satire on that, and um, it's really funny. It just kind of. It starts a lot of stories that it never really completes, and it kind of tails off toward the end.
0: So you're mixed on it.
1: Yeah, I'm very mixed, and that was kind of the reaction out of Telluride for most that I spoke to. I think it played a little, yeah, it played a little better, I think, at Venice. It had mixed to strong reactions at Venice. I would say it had mixed to lower uh, reactions from the critics that I was speaking to at Telluride. I was kind of on the more high side Mm -hmm. of the group that I spoke to at Telluride, um, and I would Kind of just put it in the middle of the pack of what I saw there.
0: Um, before we go on to sort of ask Oscar, other Oscars, anything else from Telluride that you would like to that clearly caught your eye? And
1: yeah, the uh, there's a new movie from Scott Cooper coming out. Um, he did Black Mass uh, with Johnny Depp. Uh, it's a movie called Hostiles uh, with Christian Bale, Rosamund Pike, uh, West Studi. It's a it's a western. It, at the at least at the moment and I think still it's looking for distribution. It is a very, uh, again, dark, bleak Western film, um, but Christian Bale and Pike and and all uh, all in attendance were were fantastic. Again, a a great cinematography entry. Um, I don't know that it's going to play well at Oscars, but it is absolutely a movie that if it comes to your area, I I would highly recommend. For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon that which I was afraid of to come unto me.
2: You believe in the Lord, Joseph? Yes, I do. But he's been blind to what's going on out here a long time. Understand this. They heads down out
1: here. Prisoners. It was right behind right behind Shape of Water and um, Dunkirk as, as the next best on my list for, for tell Yep. Yeah.
0: Oh you mean Darkest Hour, right? Not Yeah, Dunkirk. what did I say? Dunkirk. Dunkirk.
1: Yeah, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you like you get,
1: Dunkirk, you get too. The two. I do. <laughs> Dunkirk's Dunkirk's probably still my favorite of the year. I I I'd have, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Cause that Dunkirk and the shape of water, I, I kind of go back and forth with.
0: with strong Oscar chances as well.
1: Oh yeah. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. So, so, um, moving away from Telluride, what, what else do you think? I'd like to know what you think the chances are for something like, like Wonder Woman, for example, which probably isn't a traditional Oscar movie, but
1: yeah, it's, it's interesting following, I think it was the 2009 year when dark, uh, when the dark Knight missed um the best picture nominees the academy kind of that's when they expanded to this more uh, wider range best picture field than five and i think the intent at least how we award bloggers kind of look at it was because of a film like that that was so popular and made so much money it was so well done uh, because it missing and traditional films you know like the imitation game or theory of everything that 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 just traditional drama that gets in, I right. think the Academy, we all think the Academy was kind of trying to make room for that kind of film, which Wonder Woman or war for the planet of the AIDS, uh, those kind of movies would fit in this year. So the odds of it getting in, I, I feel are very low as far as best picture. Oh, I really? think there's, yeah, I think there's other potential um, for things like score um, or sound or special effects, but I, I don't know that it's going to be, you know there there are quite a few movies like it this year that are that are very good. Like I, and I mentioned War for the Planet of the Apes, but um, you have another one with Blade Runner coming out. Oh, of course, I think yeah. that could um, that could take that mantle if there was a film to get in, um, like The Dark Knight. Uh, you have other movies like even Baby Driver or um, I know Logan was talked about early in the year. Um, get Out is another one. There's a lot of
0: Oh, get really, out! I
1: love that. Yeah, right. There's a, there's a lot of movies like that that I think are very well thought of, and I think Wonder Woman is in that group, but I think it's one of many, and, and I don't, I just don't know how many of them will get in. Um, so I, I don't have it uh, anywhere near my list at this point to, to make a splash. Okay,
0: what else do you have near your?
1: Um, well, the papers is you know on on not to be redundant, but on paper, is is probably the easiest one to look at. That's the new Steven Spielberg film with uh, Meryl Streep. Well, um, oh, I thought
0: that one was called The Post. Uh,
1: it was, and I think it just changed back. I think it did. I, okay. It's either The Post or The Papers. It's, it's kind of played a back-and-forth game.
0: Right. I'm a um, sucker that, that for title. newspaper
2: movies.
0: <laughs> so this is Meryl Streep yeah, and me Tom too. Hanks um, doing sort of a Watergate-type film. Thing from another yes. right, right. The Washington Post. I, I mean this, but I love this type of movie. So you think this? Uh, of course, yes. Meryl Streep always, is always there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Glasgow. So that's. I mean, you, you, it's you're, you're going against uh, the grain if you if you're not at least uh, having her on your five somewhere with your predictions. Um, she just seems to be nominated for anything she does, and she deservedly so most of the time. But, right. uh, but on paper, that's the film that really seems. Uh, to be the one to bet on, and I think it could make sense, especially, you know, again, with, you know, politicalness in uh, this climate that we have over here in America. Right. Um, and you're right, I think it is called The Post. Okay. I keep getting it backwards because it goes back and forth between it's papers, it's The Post, it's the papers, it's the Post. So, uh, but right now on IMDb, at least they list it as the post. Okay.
0: Well, uh, but it has
1: a lot of a lot of great stars in it, including Carrie Coon, Sarah Paulson, Jesse Plemons, Allison Brie, Bob Odenkirk. There's there's oh my tons of great actors. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like everyone I want to see every day. <laughs>
1: right. Exactly. It's a great cast. It's Spielberg. Um, but a lot of times, again, with the preferential ballot, that's you know, if you're the favorite. The early favorite, it, it does not work out well for you. That's right. that's kind of been the trend for the last five six years now. So um, you have other films like Paul Thomas Anderson's um, Phantom Thread, which I think is still also not the correct title, but a working title. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one with Daniel Day Lewis in what might be his last film.
0: My God, it's like Meryl um, Streep, the, Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. everyone is there. How can we? <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. It could be. I mean, it could be historic if uh, if Meryl Streep and Daniel Day Lewis both. Were nominated and won. They would tie Hepburn uh, with four each. And oh
2: right! If
1: Daniel Day Lewis is lead, yeah, he'd be the, the first male with the. Actually, he already is the first male with three leads. He would then uh, tie Hepburn with four leads.
2: So. Do
0: you, Do you think he has a chance? Well, you haven't seen. No one's seen this one. I'm thinking yeah. over Gary Oldman, who disappears in his.
2: Yeah, it, it's that's again a hard... like
1: like. Like Streep, I would, I would never bet against Daniel Day-Lewis, sight unseen at least. Um, I have old men ahead of him because I have seen it. And it's, uh, you know, again, if, if Daniel Lee lewis is going to get his fourth, um, he's probably going to have to be phenomenal, which he, if anyone, is capable <laughs> of being phenomenal. It's him. And, uh, and the fact I, that he I said that this
0: a, is his last role must be a pretty good yeah.
1: PR. <laughs> yeah, that and that definitely complained to it. Um, it's... You know, it's going to depend what kind of PTA film it is. Because, you know, I love The Master that had uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix and Amy Adams. And I think all three were nominated, but none of them won for it. So um, his films can be divisive and and odd and and strange. And that's why we, you know, a lot of us love them. Um, But I think Darkest Hour is going to be more of a, you know, lob right over the net for. Uh, the Academy. So I think uh, if that's the case, that might be an advantage to Oldman along with the fact that Oldman's been turning out great work for 30 plus years and has yet to win one. So,
0: and then you have um, Tom Kanks there in the post. I mean, everyone sort of talking about and talk about what the news media is going through these days, you know, that this could be a very talked about, (laughs) um, of course. Well, well, what else do you see um, getting in there?
1: Yeah, there was, um, Uh, The Sundance hit, Mudbound, is another one that I think we have to keep an eye on. Um, But yeah, that's, you know, like uh, Manchester by the Sea came out of Sundance last year and and played well with the Academy. Um, Mudbound is is one directed by uh, Dee Reese that I could easily see getting in as well. I have that somewhat high on my list. Mm -hmm. Um, Call Me By Your Name is another one that... Again, I, I'm curious to see how that plays. Well, I'm you hearing all. so
0: much about that. Tell us about that one.
1: Yeah, call me by your name. Again, I think that was a Can um, release that played well over there. It's got Army Hammer, and and I'm not sure how you say his name, Timothy Chalamet. I think um, it's it's a about a student who comes to live um, with a family, and there's a little bit of romance between. Um, the boy and uh, the adult male. So, what do you do around here? Read books, transcribe music, swim at the river, go out at night. Sounds fun. All right, later.
2: Nature has cunning ways of finding our weakest spots. I don't
1: know that much more about it because I've not yet seen it, but I know it played very well at other festivals, including Toronto and um, it comes out in November, which is uh, you know a lot of times a great month for Oscar because it gives it some time to breathe uh, before, you know, a lot of films lately, unfortunately in the race, they kind of go through waves, you know, they come out, people love it. Then there all of a sudden becomes that resentment toward the film for whatever reason. And then if the film can recover, like a film like Argo kind of comes to mind that came out to rave reviews was a film everybody was loving at Telluride. Then it kind of took some heat for a while and then kind of bounced back. A lot of it I think had to do with um, when Ben Affleck missed the Oscar nomination for director it oh, kind right. of scooped back up. So we'll see with Call Me By Your Name. I think it could be a player. I think it's going to be interesting to see how controversial it is. You also have you know Battle of the Sexes and you know, with the majority of Oscar voters still being old straight white males, I, I'm not sure how much um, gay or or uh, or, or whatnot uh, themed films they'd be able to, you know, represent in their list. So it, I'm curious to see what it does. Um, there's a lot of other ones that are right there on the bubble. The Current War is now playing at Toronto. Molly's Game. Um, played well at Toronto
0: that's Sorkin right
1: yeah Molly's game is Sorkin with Jessica Chastain and the, you know she's she's who I have number one right now oh, wow. winning best actress for that film
2: this is a true story but except for my own I changed all the names hey Molly my weekly
1: poker game is moved to the Cobra Lounge you'll help run it
2: I was in a room
0: with movie stars directors and business titans they were going all in all the time thank you Molly
2: this is for you thank you so much I'm gonna stop paying you. I'm my assistant. Fine? I'm not firing you, I'm just gonna stop paying you. You get paid once a week from the game, it doesn't seem fair. You're gonna stop paying me because I'm making too much money doing my second job, and if I say no, I'll lose both jobs because it doesn't seem fair. You don't have bargaining power here. You
0: are unimportant. Do you know how many witches were burned in Salem? How many? None.
2: They didn't burn witches, it's a myth. They hanged them.
1: It helps when you're working with Erin Sorkin's dialogue. I think that's <laughs> that gives you gives you a little bit of an advantage. But she's also very due, and I think What's also kind of interesting for her, is she could find herself up against a field of actresses who have already won, like Meryl Streep and Emma Stone, for example. Um, and that might give her the boost she needs that, you know, if they're on the verge, um, you know, Jennifer Lawrence could be there. She's already won. Uh, Kate Winslet could very well be there. She's already won. So um, it definitely can give her the advantage. If, if it's a tight race that she's yet to win, she's young and pretty, which they like in the lead actress category. So um, yeah, definitely. I think Molly's game is still something to, to be looking at uh, for picture as well. And uh, again, Blade Runner is the one I mentioned a few of those blockbuster films like Wonder Woman and War of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner, Blade Runner is the one that I have in my list right now. Uh, I think I, I don't know if that's just out of pure hope and uh, and whatnot since I love the original.
0: You mean for Best Picture, actually?
1: Yeah, I have it in the nine spot, so it's barely. It's on my fringe of getting in, but that's the one that I have representing that, that genre.
2: What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. The key to the future is finally unearthed. Bring it to me. They know you're here.
0: I always told you, you're special. Your story isn't over yet. There's still a page left. So if if I take you if, uh, to round off a little, if we go through, is it okay to go through some of the major categories today in September, what you have, <laughs> what you have yeah. going forward for the Oscar. Let's say screenplay, adapted or original.
1: Yeah, adapted and original. Now, I think original is looking like the stronger category again this year. A lot of the ones we saw at Telluride um, were original. For adapted, I I would go between the, the post and Molly's game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think those are the two to look for. Sorkin
0: and Spielberg. Talk about yeah. battle.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I think... At least for now, for original, I think Battle of the Sexes or Darkest Hour has a great shot. Um, but I think, I think Battle of the Sexes, because of the story it's telling, I think it'll, it'll uh, be a favorite there.
0: Okay. Cinematography.
1: Well, I'm hoping it's Roger Deakins' year. Uh, he's been nominated many times and yet to win. and he's That's for um, Blade doing, Runner. Yeah, he's doing the great work on Blade Runner, which just from the trailers alone um it looks it looks just absolutely amazingly shot um and so I, I'd like I'm hoping he wins he's been nominated 13 times I guess in his career uh and hoping Blade Runner and he's is, never is the one that finally does it yeah he's never won and he's one one of the best of all time in that field so
0: well I think a lot of us
1: would love to see it
0: Hoyte von hoitema has been a guest here yeah. on, on the show is amazing for yeah. Kirk. but he has some more time I mean 13 times and Hoyte will get it <laughs> eventually, but, but he did such an incredible job on Dunkirk, such a difficult he, film. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and I, I definitely think that that's uh, not out of the question at all that if he were to win, because he did absolutely amazing work. And that's why I was mentioning earlier with the, the cinematography and the First They Killed My Father being so phenomenal – in any given year, I, I could see that being a winner,
2: right. um,
1: or at least a nominate, nominee. But this year it looks so crowded with cinematography, which is great because it's one of my favorite categories yeah, each year to to follow. So. And
0: didn't didn't Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water, his cinematog- or just win yeah. in, in Venice? I think.
1: Yeah, that's that's absolutely another one that I could want, win. And, and what they do with the color in that film is is really exceptional. Just how they. How the creature, everything around the creature is themed to to colors of teal and how her neighbor is brown and like all all these color palettes that are Mm -hmm. really well captured. And one of the things that Guillermo was talking about at Telluride was how he you don't see red in the film except in three places, blood, um, cinema and when they're when they're um to get, when Sally Hawkins and the creature are together, and it, oh, wow. it represented to him the three most important things in the world, which are love, life, and cinema. Oh,
2: interesting. And I
1: thought that was a really, yeah, really neat concept. And So, yeah, I think cinematography, again, it, it's your guess is as good as mine. I, I think for right now I'm just rooting for Deacons just because of who he is right. and maybe less for the work because I haven't seen it. But the, the trailer alone makes me know I'm going to be a fan of it.
0: Cinematography is going to break our Oscar ballast this year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's so I know. That's, I have so that's to. That's what prepare. it's
1: looking like. We need uh, we need ten slots.
0: Okay, I'm going to move on to actors. If there's not another category you think is particularly interesting right now,
1: mm, I mean, not not really. I mean, it's, no. it's very wide open, of course, in September right now. So,
0: okay, supporting.
1: So it's it's really interesting. Um, Steve Carell for Battle of the Sexes is being pushed lead from what his publicist is telling us. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, but if he were to choose to go supporting, I think he could not only get nominated, but could be the favorite as well. Um, he's put together a lot of really good performances recently. Um, including Fox catcher, Catcher, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. And he's got another one this year. Um, the flags, what's that called? Oh boy. I'm trying to blank. Uh, last flag flying, Mm -hmm. um, where it's the, uh, the Boyhood director, Richard Linklater's new film, that okay. he looks like he could give a strong performance in that as well. So um, if he were to go supporting for Battle Sex, I could see a, 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 an easier path to winning or at least being nominated.
0: Well, why why would they push him for lead then, if that seems so obvious?
1: Well, I think it's, you know, like in Fox, where he, at least in mine and, and many people's opinions, he was the supporting character in the film. It was more Channing Tatum's story. Um, he went lead for that as well. And I, I think part of what you're seeing here is Steve Carell and his camp, his publicist campaign group um, probably trying to establish him more as a lead actor uh, and, and not just a supporting character actor. And, well, so
0: it's sort of like um, a long run strategy yeah, more than a short run right,
1: right. But right. it, it I, seems I, that's, better that's, that's to win my best an Oscar. Best. <laughs> You would think. I, I, that would be my goal.
0: But I'm not um, a PR it, person, so I wouldn't right.
1: <laughs> Me neither. And, and, and Battle of the Sexes is so clearly Emma film. film. Like it, is, it is the story of Billie Jean King, more so than it is even the tennis match event. Um, so, I, I, again, if he went supporting, I could see a scenario where he was to be nominated to win. Um, if he goes lead, I don't think he makes the cut. Um, another another one in Supporting Actor that I'd want to mention is Willem Dafoe, who's getting a lot of great reviews for The Florida Project. Um, so I think that is a possibility. I think Ben Mendelsohn in Darkest Hour is another one that I'd uh, keep an eye on. I'm, I'm a big fan of his work, yes. and uh, he's, he's really great in, in Darkest Hour as well.
0: And for the women?
1: For Supporting Actress, yeah, it's going to be interesting because we have a lot of um, – uh, it's probably the hardest category right now of the main ones to predict. I'd, I'd like to see Michelle Williams. Um, she's in the Greatest Showman, the musical with uh, Hugh Jackman that comes out later this year. So musicals have have done a you know have been traditional for um, supporting performances to win. I know Catherine Zetta Jones won a few years for a few years ago for Chicago. Uh, Emma Stone she was lead, but she just won for La La Land. I that, right. So. Um, yeah, so Michelle Williams is right now my pick for The Greatest Showman, but this category, honestly, I have no idea at the moment because I had, I had a few actresses predicted in this category to be nominated um, that I saw their films in Telluride, and, and I pulled them out of the mix now. Okay, what
0: about Best Actress then?
2: You mentioned Actress you're... I
1: still have, yeah, I still have Chastain um, for Molly's Game. I think i a Stones right there for Battle of Sexes. Uh, Margot Robbie, Robbie has a couple uh, films that – to keep an eye on, I know um, I Tanya, I think it's called the Tanya Harding story. Played well at, at TIFF, and um, it's still also looking for distribution.
0: That I, I can't wait for. That I really, yeah. I've read that she does an amazing sort of ambiguous yeah. char- um, portrayal of Tanya Harding, where you both sort of love it right,
1: which is very Tanya Harding. So uh, yeah, I, I think she's got possibility there. Again, they. I know this sounds awful, but the Academy loves the young, pretty, up-and-coming female in this category. So Mm -hmm. Margot Robbie is that. Um, She also has a film called Goodbye Christopher Robin that could be uh, a potential player for her. Um, We mentioned Meryl Streep for The Post. We mentioned Mm -hmm. Jennifer Lawrence for uh, Mother. Kate Winslet's another one who has uh, Wonder Wheel, which I think could be... Um, a potential winner for her. I know she's, she's won before uh, for the reader, but she's put together a lot of great work, and I could see her finally winning a second one. <laughs>
2: um,
1: Annette Benning was, you know, coming into Telluride, one of the favorites for film stars Don't Die in Liverpool, but that kind of feels like it. it, it uh,
0: fizzled out. <laughs>
1: yeah, fizzled out is probably the best way to say it. Uh, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird is another one. Francis McDormand for three billboards outside of a big Missouri. There's a lot.
0: Wow, this is a tough category. Yeah, 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 there's 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 a
1: lot. Yep, absolutely.
0: And the guys? Well, you have Um, Gary Oldman, of course. Churchill.
1: Yeah, I have Gary Oldman one. Daniel Day Lewis two. Um, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is probably your three right now. I know Stronger just played, again, very well. at. Um, I think it's actually in New York. I'm not this sure if it was This is the a Boston
0: Marathon bombing
1: yes. movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and he he is said to be really fantastic, one of his best performances. Um, we mentioned Call Me By Your Name. Armie Hammer plays the lead in that. Um, there's potential there as well, of course. Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman. Um Joaquin Phoenix has a couple, but I don't know that they're going to make it out this year. He won the Best Actor from Cannes with You Were Never Really Here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he also has Mary Magdalene, which I think that one's probably moving to next year. Mm -hmm. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch could find himself back in the race with The Current War, which also, again, just played in, in TIFF. And I haven't really gotten to see too many of the reviews on him, but I think the film played well.
0: What was that now?
1: Uh, that's The Current War. It's about, I believe, Thomas Edison and... Oh, um,
0: the Current War. I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's
0: not any it's war got, going on right now. In 20 right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not The Current War. No, right.
2: You
0: know,
1: The War... Uh, it's, Tom, it's Thomas Edison and, and George Westinghouse, kind of their, their battle to see oh, who would okay. get to power the modern world, as it says. But that's got Katherine Waterston, Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbatch, Michael Shannon... And Nicholas Holt in it, so pretty good cast. Good cast yeah. Um, yeah, pretty good cast. It, it seems like the type of movie, like The Invitation Game or Theory of Everything that we mentioned earlier. That's kind of got that cookie cutter um, Oscar kind of movie to it.
2: Right. Not uh, I my think most produced,
1: favorite. Right. Not mine either, but but theirs for, theirs for a long time it has been, um, and I think it's got the Weinstein um, company behind it, and they're. Uh, Harvey Weinstein's notorious oh, for oh being gosh, able to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for being able to throw his weight around and, and get his films. Uh, noticed, the Oscar. So Yeah.
0: Okay, so the top the three movies you definitely see getting into the 10 best picture.
1: Right now, if I had to guarantee I would say Dunkirk feels very safe. I think Battle of Sexes feels very safe, and if I had to choose between Darkest Hour and Shape of Water, I'd probably lean Darkest Hour just because, again, it's very uh, a very Oscar-typical film. Shape of Water is more of a fantasy fairy tale film, but I think I think all four get in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, especially as films like downsizing, and maybe Detroit kind of fall short a little bit,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think all four. But Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, Battle Sexes feel the safest from what I've seen.
0: And we still have half a year to go, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot, and, I mean, the year, is, the year is just starting. I mean, September is really, you know, with Telluride and Venice, that's really the kickoff of the awards films. You have... Mm-hmm. Toronto now and the New York Film Festival right around the corner. Um, when those four festivals are done, we usually start to see how the the race begins to take shape because there's just a lot of sight unseen films like The Snowman and The Greatest Showman and Wonder Wheel and Under the Silver Lake. There's just a lot still to be seen. So um, it's exciting. It's the To me, it's my favorite time of the year. The, yeah. the weather's changing over here nicely. It's Football season's kicking off. Baseball season's wrapping up. and you're happy. All the good movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy with this time. Of
0: year. Yep. That's great. Well, Mark, thank you so much for taking your time with, with me today. And maybe I can get back to you closer to the Oscars to see um, how you're doing.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun.
0: Thank you so much to Mark Johnson of AwardsCircuit.com. You can follow Mark on Twitter. At Mark likes movies, where he, of course, continues to make his bold Oscar predictions. And you can follow us there on @podpopculture. And please take a minute to rate us on iTunes or SoundCloud. This show was edited by Tom Hansen, theme music by Carl Bory, and produced by Renee Vitstedt and myself. I'm Christina Yerling viro Thank you so much for listening.